6-8 right here on ESPN 1000 in the ESPN Chicago app. We have a lot to get to tonight on the show. If you want to join us, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Got news in the NFL yesterday. The Baltimore Ravens are using their franchise tag, the non-exclusive franchise tag, on quarterback Lamar Jackson. Former MVP quarterback. He needs a new deal. He's been negotiating with the Ravens for almost two years. He wants a fully guaranteed contract, just like what Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns last year. Baltimore does not want to do that. And I would imagine no owner in professional football, no GM, wants to do that either. Uh, So at this moment, there is no agreement between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. So the non-exclusive franchise tag is there. And Adam, I want to ask you this uh, to get things started, though. Uh, Why is there not a feeding frenzy when it comes to Lamar Jackson, when you look at teams around the NFL that need an upgrade at quarterback? I think there's a couple things that we can kind of point to, right? You could say money is a reason. There's probably teams out there that don't want to say money. that they, they don't want to give a fully guaranteed contract. They don't want to give that much money for the caliber of player. Okay, there's one. Uh, maybe two is his ceiling. Like, I could see some teams saying he's basically reached his ceiling, which mm-hmm. is, I think, a crazy thought. I, I would imagine Lamar Jackson's going to get better as he continues on in the NFL. And then three, it's probably... There's a lot of options in this year's draft. There are four players we keep talking about at the top of the board as far as quarterbacks who, who could be available. Then you look back at the quarterbacks that came into the NFL last year. There, there's a lot of options for teams looking for an upgrade at the position. Why is there not a feeding frenzy for Lamar Jackson? Well, the other reason is health. He's played 12 games the last two seasons. He hasn't been available at the most important time for the Ravens last year. Like, last year, he wasn't available at the end of the season and for the playoff game. He was not out there. So, to me, it's, it, it's, a, it's a couple of those options, right? Like, yes, a team that is in, in win-now-ready mode, right? Like, I don't expect the Texans to make this move because the Texans aren't ready to win. I don't see them giving up two first-round picks this year or a first-round pick this year and next year for a, a, on a team that's not ready to win now. Like, could a team like the 49ers be interested Sure. Could a team like I'm just going through the teams here in the draft that would be ready like Washington. Could they be a a, a Lamar Jackson away from contending for a Super Bowl? Maybe they could be Um, if Tampa was better uh, equipped with their uh, salary cap. Maybe they could be as well. Um, But to me, it's a matter of a few things. One, the, the teams that want a quarterback for the, that aren't ready to win right now are already at the top of the draft. Like if you look at Houston and Indianapolis and now Vegas and maybe Atlanta, Atlanta said they're not in the mix for him anymore because they want a long-term solution. They're high enough in this draft where they could either have the ammo to trade up for a long-term solution at quarterback or they're in a position already where they don't even need to trade up. Like Houston really doesn't need to trade up. They could, sure, but they're going to get one of the top four quarterbacks. Same with Indianapolis. They could trade up, but they don't need to trade up. They could just take whoever's left after this draft shakes out. Um, also, like I said before, health is probably an issue. And also, it you don't have to give out guaranteed contracts. So why would you? You don't have to do what the Browns did for Deshaun Watson. You don't have to do that. And until the league mandates it, that all contracts are instantly guaranteed, like other sports, 
Yeah, they'll never, why, they'll then, never happen then, in football. Then why would you do it? it? This is, to me, this isn't, the the word collusion gets thrown out way too quickly to me. This is not collusion to me. This is teams saying we're either happy where we are in the draft or happy where we are with our quarterback situation, that we don't need to do this. And the the league doesn't mandate us handing out uh, guaranteed contracts, so why would we give you one when you've only played 12 games the last two years? I think it is interesting that there's such a collection of group of teams that once this happened, immediately said, we will not be going after Lamar Jackson. Atlanta, Miami, Carolina, Washington, Las Vegas. All of those teams, Lamar Jackson would be a clear upgrade. Mm-hmm. A couple of those teams, Commanders, absolutely the Dolphins, those two teams, you had Lamar Jackson, you could argue you're a playoff team. I mean, the Commanders weren't good last year. They were okay. They have a pretty decent defense. Mm -hmm. They're missing a quarterback. They Mm -hmm. haven't had a quarterback. That's been a problem. Miami, if you substitute what they had at quarterback, uh, the the backups that were in there when Tua Tagovailoa was hurt, and Tua just alone, Lamar Jackson's better than that. So Miami would be upgraded. I just think it's interesting that you have multiple teams saying they're not in on Lamar when this guy is a franchise-changing type player. Now, is he as good as Deshaun Watson, who got the fully guaranteed deal? Mm -hmm. I would still take Watson as far as quarterback on on the field, right? He's he's the better player than Lamar Jackson. He's a better passer. Yeah, Uh, Lamar Jackson's a better runner. I, I wonder if teams see the way that Lamar and the, the Ravens have played the last few years, and they note what you mentioned, the injuries, and they say, you know, you can run and you can be a dynamic offense to a certain extent, and you can make the playoffs with a guy like Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but the ceiling is not getting to the final four. You're not getting to the championship round. You're not getting to the Super Bowl, and what will happen more times than not is your quarterback's going to get hurt and your quarterback isn't going to be available. And the moment he's not available, what happens to your team? You bottom up, right? Mm-hmm. You you no longer are as competitive. You can't score points. You're a bit of a disaster offensively. And it's the same old story that we see whenever teams cannot rely on the starting quarterback. I wonder if teams see that around the league. And that's why immediately Atlanta, Miami, Carolina, Washington, and Las Vegas say, yeah, we don't need Lamar Jackson, even though he's a really good player. Okay, so I think that Adam Schefter said it best on on Get Up earlier today, and it's been played a few times on the station, is that when all those teams didn't put out statements like they didn't tweet out from the Washington Commanders Twitter account, we are not interested in Lamar Jackson. This is a case of reporters, like, for instance, if the Bears were drafting first, okay, let's say they are, which they are, but they don't have Justin Fields. They're in quarterback limbo, and they have the ammo, they have a first round this year, obviously, and a first round next year, to get Lamar Jackson. This would be as if Courtney Cronin texts a source inside the Bears organization and says, hey, are you guys interested in Lamar? And that source says, no, we're not. We want to draft a quarterback and have a quarterback for our future right. and not just the... And then Courtney says, the Bears are not in. Sources are telling me the Bears are not interested. That's all that is. I don't think it's... It's it's not like teams were jumping at the chance to be like, nope, not us. We don't want him. 
Well, it, it seemed like a lot of that reporting and sourcing took place in a very short amount well, of time soon, where teams reacted but think like about that, it. and that's why it was out there. As soon as the news comes out that they're doing the non-exclusive tag on him, right? The, the first thing you do is if you're a reporter for the Commanders or Atlanta, where he was rumored to go, or Vegas or Carolina, the first thing you do as a savvy reporter is that you would text your source inside the building and you would say, hey, are you guys interested in this? Is this something you'd be interested in? And they say no. Be just, that's just the timing of because it happened late in the day like it happened right close to the uh, uh when the, when the ravens put it out on their twitter account yeah. that we've used the non-exclusive tag on lamar jackson that's just being a savvy reporter i don't think it's collusion at all i think he's going to play for a team and i think it's smart for the ravens to have another team set the market have another team go out there and say look because again he's operating without an agent just like Roquan Smith was here. And when you operate without an agent, as we talked about a lot, when Roquan Smith was going through the same situation, we said the same thing. When you're having these negotiations face-to-face with the organization and they're telling you why they don't like you and there's not that middleman to go through and be like, hey, Lamar, like your, your agent being like, hey, man, I'm trying. I'm working here. Let me like you just wait. You do your thing. You go work out. You work on your get healthy, get better for the season. I'm taking care of it. I'll bring you the best deal. Right. Sure. This is him talking to the Ravens and then saying, why don't you want to fully guarantee my contract? Well, you weren't healthy. We don't think you're worth that much money. No, only Deshaun Watson has a guaranteed contract. And we think the Browns were stupid for doing that. That's all going directly to him. And that's probably a detriment to the situation. The same way we said it was a detriment to Roquan Smith when he was trying to do his own negotiating. The Ravens want two first-round picks back if they trade Lamar Jackson. Is that what's being reported from Adam Schefter? They would have to get well because of the non-round picks. Because of the non-exclusive, the rules dictate that they would they put two first rounds. They would have to get two first-round picks. Why wouldn't the Lions? go after Lamar Jackson. See, that's a good team. The Lions have the sixth pick overall, mm-hmm. and they have the 18th pick. They have a young roster ready to win now. They're missing a quarterback. Why wouldn't the Lions go after and offer two first-round picks to the Ravens and say, you know what? We'll pay Lamar Jackson. He'll be our quarterback for the future. We have a team ready to win now. We're missing that quarterback. Plus, we're a little... Hard-edged, smash-mouth style mm-hmm. with Dan Campbell as our coach. We're going to run the football. We're going to have Lamar Jackson as a weapon in the pocket and with his legs. Why wouldn't the Lions go after him? Well, here's the thing, too, with the Lions. You, it, wouldn't, it probably wouldn't even take 6-18. and 18. You could probably get by with 18 and then a pick next year and take, if, let's say, Jalen Carter falls to 6 out of the top five, and then you get a stud, def- or you know, certainly possible. You get one of the other stud defensive players that isn't Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, and then you shore up your defensive line, and you get Lamar Jackson, and you because look, we we neither of us believe in Jared Goff, like no. like Goff ain't it. Like I would take Lamar Jackson twelve times out of ten over Jared Goff if I could, for sure. Black and Abdallah, weeknight six to eight. Eric in Elmwood Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Eric? Good evening, boys. What's up, man? Um, it's, it's not collusion by any means. It's common sense. You're going, this kid is always in, for the last two, three years, he's been injured. So you're going to pay somebody a guaranteed contract for, okay, let's say he can stay healthy for the next two, three years. He's not going to take a two or three year deal. But now you're now the team's got to be worried about four, five, and six years down the line of a running quarterback who's now always injured, who it's going to be 
by the grace of God that he stays healthy. So it's not collusion. It's common sense. These teams aren't going to pay for mm-hmm. for somebody who's never healthy. Yeah, it's a fair point. Thanks for the call, Eric. We appreciate it. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. As we lay this all out for Lamar Jackson, the contract that he wants in the future, you have to look at the Bears and look at their situation. The quarterback has to improve, right? Because if the only advantage the Bears have as far as the quarterback and the offense goes next season where he's the one running everything and running the football and getting hit the way he got hit this year, it's not going to last. And Lamar Jackson's a perfect example to players who run at the quarterback position. They usually don't last. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. commercial break Dirk's Bentley tickets we'll have a pair of tickets to give away before seven o'clock right here on ESPN 1000 on Black and Abdallah and in the seven o'clock hour Abdallah before eight a special giveaway as well Ooh, two giveaways yeah wow uh Snoop Dogg oh yeah before eight o'clock Snoop Loop's coming to town yeah, we've got a pair of tickets for that as well oh I can't wait for that Blake in Snoop. St. Charles you're on ESPN 1000 what's up Blake what's up fellas uh, hey, I was. You guys just mentioned this in the last segment about how the way they tagged Lamar mm-hmm. uh, allows them to negotiate with other teams, but they can match any offer. But if they do match, or if they don't match, the team has to give up two first-round picks, which is genius. How have we never heard of this rule in the tag before? Because the other teams are negotiating a dollar amount in mind that they're giving up two first-round picks, so the Ravens are can can match that offer, but they don't have to give up the two first-round picks. So, so whatever deal he gets is inherently going to be less than maybe what the Ravens should or, or could offer him because they're not giving up the two firsts. They can wait for him to get a deal from another team that has to give up two firsts, and then they can say, okay, we're matching that and keeping our, and, and not giving up draft picks. Yeah, 100%, uh, Blake. Totally agree with you. So, so why, why are more teams not utilizing that with, with high-priority you know, high free agents? Well, a lot of teams do utilize it. You normally just don't really hear about it. And a lot of teams use the exclusive tag because it's more cost-beneficial to them to use the exclusive tag. So, like, running backs using the exclusive tag is not that much more. Well, the difference in quarterbacks is the exclusive tag is about $11 million more than the non-exclusive tag. So if they would have done the exclusive tag with him and said, hey, you can only sign with us because right. he already said he's not going to play under the tag. So if they if he, they did the exclusive tag, they'd have to pay him $42 million. And the hopes would be that the only reason you really do that is if you just allow yourself a longer negotiating period. But now, because it's non-exclusive, it's only $32 million, which he already said he's not going to play on it, and you let other teams kind of dictate it. 
Whereas, like, most of the time, you're getting the exclusive tag because it's more cost-effective. Like, running backs are usually exclusive. You know, like, Saquon's on the, uh, like on the exclusive tag because it's not, it's not really that much more expensive. I, I would say this, Blake, and thanks for the phone call. Usually, we don't get to this point with quarterbacks. No. Uh, young quarterbacks either get the extended deal or they're non-tendered and teams are ready to move on and, and find that next guy, right? So, like, it, it's rare that quarterbacks play on the franchise tag. It's rare uh, that they go down this path. And I think it's also rare that we have a quarterback who's talented enough to demand top dollar, but he wants guaranteed money, mm-hmm. which I think is setting this all into a different kind of space. And, and Blake is totally right. Uh, the, the way the Ravens are playing this is perfectly. I would do the same thing. I would franchise tag Lamar Jackson. If he's not happy about it, he says he's not going to play. Okay. Well, his his time in the NFL doesn't change. Therefore, uh, that franchise tag is good next year and the year after that. Like, he doesn't burn off a year under the Ravens if he's not playing. Yeah. Therefore, he has to play to get away from the franchise tags. The Ravens can do this twice. Mm-hmm. And, and really, there is no leverage for Lamar Jackson other than trying to be difficult up until the point that games start. <laughs> yeah. And like once the the season starts and training camp starts, he has to either decide do you want to make money and play football or just sit around and hope that they trade you to somewhere that you can make money and play football. Like there is no yeah. leverage here for Lamar Jackson. No, the only real leverage that Lamar Jackson has is that the team was 10 and 7 and they're going to try to win the division and not having Lamar Jackson, or if they do trade him, like let's say they trade him to Houston, right? Then they get the number two overall pick or the number 12 overall pick, and they can use it to trade up if they want to. Like this is kind of like Tyler Huntley's not the guy. No. So that's kind of the problem for but the if you, Ravens. But if you're the Ravens, you got to figure that out ahead of time, yes, right? Like you, you do. have to have a yeah. separate plan in yeah, place. Like are you, you going after Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you, are you then trying to draft? Another quarterback, like what's the the direction of the franchise at that point? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Mack in his car. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Hello, I gotta man. I gotta call in and set the record straight with my guy Justin Fields, man, because I feel like it has evolved. The conversation with Fields has evolved to the point where now we're we're calling him a running quarterback, and he is he is not <laughs> he is not a running quarterback. He was a running quarterback out of necessity. Last year, he wasn't a running quarterback in high school. He wasn't a running quarterback at Georgia or Ohio State or even week one of his or week uh, year one of his rookie season with the Bears. He wasn't a running quarterback until the offense just necessitated him to do it in week five of of his second year. So I feel like I I know you guys are saying you you have to look at Lamar and are some of those same concerns there. No, Lamar was always a running quarterback. Like, that was his thing at Louisville. Yep. That was his thing. Like, you knew you had to take that guy and put this kind of offense around him. Justin Fields threw 44 touchdowns and two picks in 2019 at Ohio State. Like, he is – put put a line in front of the guy, give him some actual weapons, and maybe if Luke Getzey, you know, who was a first-time play caller, and I get it, you know, you're trying to come from Green Bay to Chicago and you don't have Aaron Rodgers, but – now maybe with a little bit of continuity there, I, I think that I think that Fields is a was a better passer coming out of college than Lamar was 
on a, on a completely different level. So, no, I, I feel like the concerns about having Fields long-term and signing him to a long-term deal, if he starts to – I think the run game should be a part of their offense moving forward. I just don't think – I feel like we're talking about Fields like that's all he can do. I think that's all he could do last year because the Bears literally could not do anything else. You look at, like, Mooney had 1,000 yards his rookie year, I, uh, Justin's rookie year, right? Like, he was a 1,000-yard receiver. Now you you kind of you transition to the next year, and he's got, like, 450 yards going into November. Monty didn't rush for 1,000 yards again. Like, nobody did anything behind that line in that offense with Luke Getty figuring everything out. I think Fields will be a lot better this season with – with a line and with some weapons if Poles puts it around him. And so yeah. I, I hope we can transition away from the Lamar versus Field because I feel like they're just not the same quarterback. Well, yeah, that and, and that's not the, the debate here. And, Jimmy, you must be a longtime Black and Abdallah listener because you hit all the talking points with Justin Fields. Nobody's been more uh, supportive of Fields as a passer in trying to get the message out there that this kid came up as a thrower of the football and not a hybrid right. option-style guy than Black and Abdallah. That's what we've talked about. Is that In college, he was a passing pa- uh, pocket quarterback. That's uh-huh. what he was. Now, he has an elite athletic ability that allowed him to run in this past season in the NFL. But you're right. The style of play from Louisville and uh, Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields at Ohio State were two completely different things. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's I just feel like anytime we talk about Fields now, I know it's the he's a running back joke. I get that, you know, because he had to be last year. But I just I heard you make the point earlier that are you? Do you have those same concerns? You know, maybe looking down the the, the the road with Fields about a long-term deal with him, and I, I don't. Now, if the Bears keep using him this way because they can't figure it out, then that's another story. But no, I just I feel like the the, the conversation has mold has just completely forgotten like what Justin Fields was coming out, and everybody just calls him a running back. And I'm like, I got to jump in here and, and give my guy a little bit of defense because that kid can throw the ball. Yeah, that's they, all I want to say. He yeah, can no throw doubt. The ball. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Appreciate it. I, I was just pointing to the fact that it's not sustainable. That having a quarterback be a guy that runs primarily and not passing to a, you know to to get yardage and to be successful offensively. That like I think a good example is the Ravens have had a hard time keeping Lamar Jackson healthy. Yeah, and and, and their their uh, season success level is directly tied to the health of the quarterback and i just hope the bears don't go down that same road that's all i'm saying i'm not saying that that justin fields is a runner only that i'm the last person to say to be pointing that out absolutely not i don't think he is either but i will say i mean he did have almost 500 yards rushing his sophomore year at ohio state and he had almost 400 yards rushing in his junior year at ohio state so like he can do it and i think the playbook opens up more when you have that threat so i think it's good that he did have the season he had last year because now teams are on notice that like you have to keep that in mind and I think that helps everybody out. Like he I think the playbook opened up a lot more this season when they had more designed runs for him when they started that when it's and it started with the Patriots game, right? How, how many yards did Justin Fields run for at Ohio State? He had in uh two years he had over eight hundred yards. Okay. Combined? Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, Lamar Jackson, his freshman year, he ran for 960 yes. yards. No, no, no. I'm not his saying. His second year, he ran that. for 1,500 yards. I get that. And his third season, he ran for 1,600 yards. They but, were totally different But players. you and I have always said, though, in the last year, that what he did last year is not sustainable. And that seeing this more 500 yards a, a year, you know, for 14 games, albeit in, in a sophomore year in eight games, his junior year, eight, uh 400 yards in eight games, that's more sustainable, right? Like, if he has 400 yards in eight games, you do 16 games, you do, okay, the 17 games, that's 800 yards, 800 yards in a season for him, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with him rushing for that amount because that's kind of what we saw Jalen Hurts run for this year. It was right around 700 yards, and that's fine. I don't need him running 300 yards a game. That's not what I want to see from him. I want to see him run, like, I want to see him use the designed runs, like, five, six design runs a game sure. just to keep the defense on their toes. I'm not saying he's a running quarterback. Or I want him to be a run-first type quarterback. That's not what I want because I know he can pass and you know he can pass. I just don't want that completely to go. Like, it's not one or the other. I don't want him to completely stop running or completely stop throwing. Do both. Do Lamar, both. Lamar Jackson, 2016, when he won the Heisman, he threw for 30 touchdowns. He had nine interceptions. He ran the football for 1,500 yards. And 21 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> totally different player Absolutely. as far as running the football in college. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Abdullah, you were telling me that you saw a gentleman in your alley today doing something interesting. I, I did. It was interesting. So this morning I wake up. Yeah. I uh, deal with my newborn, you know, feed her, all that kind of stuff. Put I'm her back, glad. Change I was, her. I was worried that you didn't do that. Put today. her back down uh, to sleep. And then I get up and I start my morning after her morning's already started. Uh, and I go to my uh, coffee maker. I'm making coffee. Uh, and I look out my window, my kitchen window looks out to our back alley. Okay. Now, our back alley is wide enough that a car can drive down it. Okay? Well, you're underneath the tracks. I'm underneath the tracks. I'm not underneath the tracks. The alley is underneath the tracks. Yes, yes. the alley my, is underneath yes, the tracks. my apartment backs up to the L tracks. Okay? You're under the brown line. Exactly. Um, so, I, uh, I look, and all of a sudden, a car, a nice SUV... Hmm. Nice SUV. Okay. I don't know if it was a Mercedes or if it was a BMW or an Audi. I did not get the plates. Hmm. Pulls up yeah. behind my apartment and stops at my garbage cans, like right where behind my apartment is. And the door opens up and the guy gets out and does the like, the head to the right, head to the left. Oh, I got to make sure no looks, one's looking. Looks at my apartment. Looks at the apartment over to over to him, and I'm like, he doesn't see you standing in the window. Well, because I have the blinds Are like half turned. Oh, so you're lurking. So yeah, and I'm like, yeah, what's this dude doing? You're lurking in my uh, in in my part of the you're alley. Doing some good spying. Is, is he going to throw stuff away? Is oh, he yeah. going to? Yeah, what's probably. he going to do? Is he going to drop a body into the? Uh, yeah, there's a, just a bag, is, is just he, a large he, bag, is a plastic bag, getting rid of body parts uh, throughout yeah, the city or something. Just the alley trash. 
he proceeds to pull the Yurko, where he opens the passenger door, opens the front door, and just pulls it out and starts peeing and urinating in the alley. Well, I mean, that's what alleys are for, no? Now, I have no problem with this, except for the fact that half a block away from where I live are two places... That have public bathrooms. And now, I'm oh, not yeah? saying, like... They advertise that? Yeah, I mean, you could just go in and use them. There's like, a, there's like a McDonald's. There's a Starbucks. Where's there a McDonald's? There's, there's no McDonald's, McDonald's Ta- there's on a, Southport. There's a Taco Bell Come right on. down the street. There's a Taco Bell on Addison. There's a Taco Bell on Addison. Well, there's probably not parking over there. There's a, South, there's a Starbucks right there. It's very congested. It says, no, it's not. It's early enough in the morning that the streets are empty. You could pull right up, walk in. There's no code on the bathroom. You walk right in. You open the door. You go to the bathroom. You leave. I've done it. All, I've done it multiple times. Okay, so you're standing in your kitchen watching a man go to the bathroom. I'm watching him go the full 45 seconds to a minute. This did is a he, long. This is a long shake. He shook. <laughs> he did. I saw him. <laughs> I saw him <laughs> jump up and down a little <laughs> bit. My like. Wait, I what did it. he look like? He uh, this individual. Tall, tall man, tallish. Okay, probably about five uh, ten, five eleven. Okay, black hair, tall, five ten, five eleven. That's not tall. That's not tall. I That's guess Bryce Young height. But I was, okay, so five, tall, tall. He's uh, he's a tall five ten. Tall five ten on that Bryce Young. What are you on? Just trying to move up that draft stock, dude. I'm just what? trying to get people to trade for that Bears pick. I'm not tall. I'm five ten. I am not tall. Shh, you're tall. <laughs> okay. okay, you're a tall man. Uh, the you know how I know he had money. Quarter zip. Sweater zip. Sweater quarter zip. That's the that's that the standard finance bro. I drive an Audi. I drive a BMW. I'm gonna pee in your alley because I've got but no I, regard I you for said human. You didn't see what type of car? What it was. It, it was, was nice. It was a junky car. No, it was a nice black SUV. I've seen enough nice black SUVs to know that this is a so nice roll, black SUV. In, in a Cadillac. It could be. It could be a Range Rover. Oh, it could have well, been one of those. All right? It's a Range Rover. I doubt that. My I point mean, is this: I get it if there's no bathrooms in sight. I've sure. even gone so far as where, like, I go into a place and I go, may I use your bathroom? Yeah. And they go, we don't have one. I go, well, then I'm peeing in your alley. And I go and I pee in their alley. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say something else. Well, no, I'm no, peeing no. on your floor. No, I just go and I go behind the restaurant or whatever. I've gone into a Walgreens and they didn't have a, a bathroom. And I just go, well, I'm going to go in your alley. And I go back out back out to my car, go around the back and pee in their alley. That's fine. <laughs> There is a Starbucks. You give them the warning shot that you're yeah. going to go in the alley. Oh, I don't tell them that. I just say, okay, thanks. Anyway, I'm going to leave now because I'm basically running and you know my stomach hurts. I have to All pee right. so yeah. bad. <laughs> yes, I get like if if you had time to open the doors, open both doors, and do the look and do the look and do the. And I'm not opposed to peeing in public. Like I'm not against. Like if you have yeah. the like I we golf all the time. I pee all over that golf course because that's what people do. You go off it's into great. the woods for a little bit. You pee. This this is right where I stand to put my garbage. Wait, what's Abdallah doing over there? He's looking for his ball. Looking for his ball. He hit it the other way. No, he's looking for his ball. He's looking for his ball. And I get like yeah. Go to the Starbucks. It's right there. There's a place where you can go. Well, wash, he, you can he wash your hands. He would have had to park, though. He parked anyway. 
No, he but, stopped but and got he would out of the have car. had to find a spot. There's I know no, the corner you're talking you can about. Pull right it's up in very front. congested. No, it's over not. There. You can pull right it's up front. It's very congested. It says no parking, and there's never there cars always parked. They're Dude, double parked. This the whole is seven thing. o'clock in the morning. There's no cars. That's there. prime coffee time. No, it's not. Not on a not on a Wednesday morning. It's not. I, I trust me. You don't live there anymore. You live in your palatial estate out out in basically the suburbs. All right. So I'm telling you, this is what happens in an urban city, all right? This is what happens in urban America. You can pull right up to the Starbucks. You can don't leave your car running. You'll get robbed. Uh, but, but hit your beep beep thing. And I'm sure it was a fancy beep beep on his fancy beep beep car. All right? You go in. You don't even need to ask them to, for the code. You just walk right in. Open the door. This isn't a Starbucks that you need a code for, all right? And then go over and then, and then get back in your car. Wash your hands. Wash your hands after you touch yourself like that. You got, a little, you got pee hands now. Who knows what kind of Fortune 500 deals this guy's clothing, closing right now. Touch him with his pee hands. Okay? And be on your merry way. Don't pee behind. Don't do the look, 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 look and spend 30 seconds look, 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 looking when you could be 30 seconds driving up and parking to pee. I'm just saying. Because then I had to take the garbage out and I had to avoid this dude's pee. I got hardworking Americans. Today's garbage day in my neighborhood. Yeah. Hardworking Americans mm-hmm. that are stepping in pee dodging because the pee. this. They, they, no, they're not dodging because they don't know it's pee. No, you know, you know what pee they looks don't know like. What's, they don't when, know what's over when there. When it hasn't rained in 24 hours and there's just a wet, you know, a stream. There, there's something that's wet in the middle of the alley. You know that that's pee. Well, listen. Uh, there's today hardworking Americans. Yeah. The fine folks that collect our garbage and our trash, the trash workers of Americans, the 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 uh, uh, the, what? the the world's custodians, stepped in pee today. I don't think it's that big of a deal. First of all, I have pulled this on the Kennedy before. That's different. That's I, an emergency situation. I, I was in the I was in bumper to bumper traffic. I was in the express lanes mm-hmm. going out of the city, going towards the suburbs. Uh, there was no options. I couldn't get off of the, the express lanes. I couldn't get out. So I just pulled to the shoulder, popped the doors, and went right there. I looked beforehand to see if there were any cameras above me because then I would just pulled up farther. But there weren't, so I just went. I've also had an issue where the stomach was rumbling, and our friend Tim had to let me that's out different. in an alley, and it just... That's different. It that's, was, there was that's an no, in-the-car situation or no out-of-the-car situation, There was no right? waiting. Yeah, that was that <laughs> You're was either buying be him new upholstery, yeah. or you're doing... My point is this. If you had time to pull Maybe up into didn't. the alley... You, it's a half a block away. Yeah, I get that, but it, it's so much more convenient it's to not, just pull into not if the you gotta alley. Look, not if you got to do the look-see before you go. It's not convenient. Blocky Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Paul in Elmwood Park here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paul? So I, I just got a quick question for mm-hmm. Abdallah. Like, yeah. What's up, Paul? So if this guy was to, like, I'm not saying he's going to come ring your doorbell, but let's say he saw you in the window mm-hmm. looking <laughs> at him, and he waved you down, right? And then you got in contact with him, and he said, hey, can I please use your bathroom? I would say Paul. No, right? I would say Paul. In in the amount of time it took you to stop and flag me down and ask me this questions, your ass could have gone to the Starbucks to pee. Yeah, but I mean, all he's doing is what you're doing. He's no. just, and once you, once I don't have a no, pub. I don't have a going to pee. In I don't alley, have a pub. Man. My bathroom's not a public bathroom. The Starbucks has a public, public bathroom. No, they're not. They're a public bathroom for everybody. That's the great thing about alleys. Only when you're the drunk. Thing about <laughs> Chicago. Only when you're drunk. I, dude, I'll pee in my alley. Before I get inside my house, just because I can't make it in my house, and I don't care. That that's that you, day. man. I'm saying if this guy stopped and did the look, 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 
Get, go yeah, because he's worried. He's obviously got to go. He's worried. You well, if he's, if he's worried, if he's worried about being lambasted on on uh, a fifty thousand watt radio station, go to the Starbucks. <laughs> oh, you guys are great, man. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Paul. Thanks for a phone call, <laughs> Abdal. You're going after him. How do you know it wasn't a medical issue? What do you mean? What if he had a medical issue? What do you mean? What if he had a medical issue? What if something was going on there? Go to the Starbucks. You, then. you seem you sound very insensitive. If he was having something going on there, maybe maybe this is this isn't nice. Go to the Starbucks. Rich Naperville, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Rich. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? We oh, got hello, you. Rich. We got you. I, I I got some things just just off the cuff here, and I just want you to bear with me. Okay. Guys, hang up or not? No, no, no. But, we're good. Um. What do you One think of Abdallah's story there? What do you think, Rich? Um, not much of it. <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's the thing. When I look at what's happening with uh, you know the stars or the players on all of the different platforms, uh, NBA, football, or whatever, uh, it seems like what we have in Chicago is a negative orientation to those expectations of stars. And if we look at this, we know what's happening. The NBA uh, is like two years ago. It was a rebuild. And what we're going through is a rebuild. That's where I looked at it. And then when I look at what happens in, when we're losing all the games in the fourth quarter, that's because of DeRozan. And he's never, he's never went to a second round in the playoff in all the years that he's been there because the ball stops. When I look at football, I look at Justin, somebody who needs encouraging and things like that so that he can develop and be in who he really wants to be. But what we really saw is a, a lot of excitement and ability that he had that is, that is transitioning with football. Football is no longer a pocket passing league. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's transitioning into something else. And then when I look and uh, I listen to baseball, there was a guy a couple couple weeks ago. I think his name was Anderson, and Anderson said, somebody asked him, "Well, what happened?" And he says, "Well, why do you guys keep getting on us? We just want to be encouraged. We just want to feel like you know, like uh, and, and you guys talking about media are the voice and the presence, you know, of of the you know the fans." And, you, and, and then I, I immediately, it was discarded like a myopic view, okay, of what a product is. And this guy is telling, telling you reasons why people don't want to come and play in Chicago because of, of, of the, the stuff that, you know, is said about the players that were playing here. So, I mean, I, mean, I just want you guys to think about that. I mean, it's, it's kind of... It's 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 it's, it's kind of I, I can't tell you how I feel about it, you know. And the thing is, is that there's there's people that I don't they come on the show, I turn you guys off, like the guy you're, I'm, I'm not going to mention his name, hmm. but the basketball guru who's been uh, everywhere, and the only thing he can say is that you guys are in hell. Okay, I don't want. Are you talking about Nick Friedel? I'm not, I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not attacking anybody. It's one of my good friends. His name is Nick Friedel. Okay. That All hurts. I'm saying Nick stood is up in my that, wedding. That hurts personally, Rich. Yeah, right. Only thing I'm saying is, is that it's just like you have a child, right? We're talking about young guys, children in a lot of, in a lot of ways. 
it's better to encourage them than to discourage them, telling them what they're not doing, than to tell them what they can do. All right, and and show them the belief that you have in them. This is something that doesn't have in Chicago. Okay, I'm I'm just saying. Okay, I, I'm out. So uh, thank you for listening to me. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Whiskey University is back for 2023. There'll be a crazy pour in Villa Park on Wednesday, March 15th from 6.30 to 8.30 featuring our friends from Noble Oak. Noble Oak marries two of the world's most coveted types of oak in whiskey, American white and Spanish sherry. This spring, Noble Oak will plant two trees for every bottle sold, having planted more than 750,000 trees. See for yourself why Noble Oak is a great bourbon with a noble heart at Crazy Pork in Villa Park on Wednesday, March 15th from 6.30 to 8.30. And please drink responsibly. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Watching Abdallah here on a Wednesday night, hanging out with you. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Al in Portage Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Al. Hey, good evening, fellas. Uh, first of all, Chris, you got some stones pulling over on the express <laughs> lane on the Kennedy. You don't have much room there. No, I know. <laughs> the problem, Al, was uh, I was driving to go play basketball out in the suburbs, and I was yeah. hydrating before I left. And yep. immediately got stuck in bumper the bumper traffic, and I knew like the moment it happened, I was like, "Oh, I I knew I had like thirty or forty good minutes in me before I had to go." But this the time was ticking, and I yeah. there was no option. It was either that or go in the car, and so I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Yeah, no, it's kind of tight over there. So yeah, hey, oh you yeah, I had to go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so I have a scenario for you guys for. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. So it seems like Baltimore has a pretty strong hand with this. You know, like not a lot of teams in the AFC are going to go after Jackson. Certainly the teams in their division, none of them are in a position to do it. Several in the AFC won't be doing it because they're set at quarterback. And then it sounds like some of the NFC teams have already said they're not doing it, whether that's negotiating or not. But it sounds like there's a strong position. So what if we go do a flashback to the 80s and Lamar Jackson goes to the USFL. He's not going to the He's USFL no. okay, or the, wait, or wait, the XFL. Sounds crazy, but the USFL is owned by Fox Sports or Fox, right? Mm-hmm. They can afford it. They can afford it. They could figure out some type of some type of money, you know, money number. Uh, they play a shorter season, right? I don't know. USFL plays six games, eight games. I don't know, but definitely a shorter season. Figure out some dollar amount for this guy. Maybe play, you know, couple-year deal. And also, I don't know much about Lamar Jackson. Maybe he's the kind of guy who says, hey, I've made a lot of money in my life. I'm good. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm proving a point here. And Fox launches their league. Not that crazy, guys. 
All right, Al. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it's it. It's kind of crazy. It's Al. very crazy. I think it's it, kind it's of a crazy, crazy idea. Thanks for the call, okay. Al. We'll talk all to you right, again. Guys, all right. Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. Right now, caller ten at three one two three three two three seven seven six. You'll win a pair of tickets to see Dirks Bentley and special guests Jordan Davis and Tyler Braden. That's right, Saturday, July eighth at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Tickets at LiveNation.com. They go on sale on Friday at 10 a.m. A pair of tickets goes to caller 10 at 312-332-3776 to see Dirk Bentley. Tonight's song of the night. Here it is. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Each night around 6.50, we have the song of the night. Tonight's song, we go to Richard Marks. Take This Heart. Oh. From 1992. It's your song of the night. Enjoy. Listening to the song Take This Heart by Richard Marks. So go with us on this one. 1992 is when this song came out. On today's date in 1993, March 8th, 1993, the very first episode of Beavis and Butthead aired on MTV. Yeah. And in that very first episode of Beavis and Butthead, they watch Richard Marks take this heart and they rip it to shreds. Yeah, they watched about a minute of the video. They featured like five videos. So Beavis and Butthead had a couple shorts that were featured on MTV, but today was the very first like full 30-minute episode of Beavis and Butthead. They just got renewed for a new season of the new show. I saw that today. Yeah. Um, But this is the first episode and one of the first songs. And also... Richard Marks, noted Chicagoan, yes. noted Chicago Cubs fan. The beginning of this video has him <laughs> playing for the Cubs in ga- a hypothetical Game 7 of the World Series. How's he doing? He hits He hits as the game-winning hit <laughs> off of... T- is it Don Mattingly? Is that who we watched No, it, it was uh, Eckersley. Oh, David, David Eckersley. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley. Uh, so he's called in to pinch hit against A-star relief pitcher Dennis Eckersley is what the uh, Wikipedia page. Bob Euchre is the announcer. Oh, yes. And then the rest of the video is the band playing at uh, the Oakland Coliseum. Jamming out in an empty stadium. Yeah. It, it's hilarious. It's so bad. And Beavis and Butthead ripped them apart. Oh, it's so it, funny. It's that hysterical. One, at one point, they just go, turn this crap off. <laughs> but they, like, it is... It is, if you want to sum up what Beavis and Butthead were, watch them roast this video for like a minute 
What's and that guy holding? Is that guy touching? Is that guy? Imagine He's being famous, himself. and all you got to do is touch yourself. Like it's. I love Beavis and Butthead, man. That that was that perfect time, 1993, when it came out. I didn't see it for like the first few first like few years, and then I saw it, my cousin showed it to me when I was like. 11 years old and like it couldn't have been better it was great and it's back now but the old episodes were great yeah like i appreciate that they were just watching music videos ripping apart the music video oh yeah it was and fantastic look, and Butthead, do america is I, when i watched it when it came out when i was like 16 years old 15 years old i thought it was hysterical richard marks take this heart from 1992 it's your song of the night Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Congrats to Kelly McMahon. She wins a pair of tickets to see Dirks Bentley Saturday, July 8th at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Go to LiveNation.com. Tickets are on sale on Friday at 10 a.m. If you missed your pair of tickets, coming up next hour, how about this? We have more tickets. We have Snoop Dogg tickets to oh. give away in 30 minutes. Black and Abdallah will be back in two. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.